Go. All right, there we are. We are live. Welcome to Big D After Dark, everyone. Uh, as we get going here, hopefully a few folks from Facebook will join us and YouTube and maybe even Twitch using a little bit different format today because I am on the road. So, um, hey, bear with us if there's a few little things that are a bit different than what we normally do. But right now we are joined by a regular crew. I am uh, Nathan uh, Hill, the host uh, for this little podcast, Get Together. And you can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. Uh, over there on the top right is our buddy Jose at El Chico Carmona. Hello. And also with us is Ben at Bird Turgler. Uh, say hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. All right. Good. We hope folks join us as we get going here. And if you have a question in the chat, just to share it. Share your thoughts with us. We will include those and have those comments and questions shape our conversation tonight as we have quite a few topics to get to. Um about FC Dallas, about all things FC Dallas, FC Dallas Universe-related, FC Dallas news and notes, transfers. We might even touch up on the United States men's national team. we got a lot that we can get to, so we're just going to take it as it comes. We're, we're grateful that you are joining us tonight. Uh, so let's start off right with the big news from this past weekend. FC Dallas goes up to Portland and loses uh, in a 1-0 Tough, uh, late loss. After the game, Coach Lucci Gonzalez said that this was, uh, that Lucci felt like this was one of the better performances, away performances for FC Dallas uh, this season so far. I'm curious, uh, Jose and then Ben, what your thoughts are about that. Was this a better away performance? Was this the best away performance that FC Dallas put together so far this season? No, because they still started Hara. I thought we'd learned that lesson already. I mean, yeah. uh, like the rest of the team, particularly Paxton Pomico looked really good. But, you know, I mean, if you want to piss that away by sending in a USL striker, I mean, go go right ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was one of the best performances. And that's I think that's why it hurts more. I mean, you know. So some of us got our hopes up there, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough to see that they played so well at least in the first half, and 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 it's just a sad shame that all, from all those chances they got zero, you know zero goals. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's gonna rag on Brazan and him getting beaten one on one to allow that goal, but I mean. In all honesty, Dallas should have already at least scored one goal themselves. You know, we should have been lamenting that uh, we skipped with a point as opposed to, hey, we, we left with a loss. Because let's face it, the defense, even by even with allowing that goal, still played the best they played on the road all season and really just let down by the fact that the attack just can't score, you know? Yeah. And they generated some opportunities, some really nice opportunities. Um, I, I felt like the energy was improved overall for an away game, even for some of their home games. The energy and the fight and the the push was there. Uh, 
were they unlucky or did they get what they deserved? Well, I think they were just unlucky, really. I mean, I mean, I understand that that you know our opponents think that luck had nothing to do with it, since you know I'm sure that they game planned it to try to get Brazon uh, uh, one on one, and it worked. You know, it worked. I mean, they they they, they saw weakness, they targeted it, and they they knew that sooner or later they'd be able to get a goal out of that. And so I'm sure they think, nope, it's the correct result. We've never in doubt. But in reality, you know, Dallas needed to get a goal in the first half. And that would have opened up the game. And, and instead, that never happened. So, of course, our opponents were able to basically just pick their spots. And really, I thought, I thought, I thought it's just a shame. It's a shame that, that, that they didn't get three points. They really deserved to at least walk out of there with at least a draw. They didn't do that, and now basically you just see the FCD fans are piling on the mystery. And in all, in all honesty, yes, I understand we're having a bad season, but I'm not I'm not sold on this is going to be a bad year. The Dallas has to find a way to escape this this upcoming road horrible road trip with some points. And if they do that, if they can just stay, you know. If they can stay nine points, within nine points of the playoffs, they have a really good road stretch down the stretch that would facilitate them making a run to the playoffs. So they don't have to win. They just have to survive. And and, and this would have been one of those points that we needed against a team that was beatable. And like I said, it just hurts because you could see that, that they were there to be beaten or at least – Got a point, and I know that happened. Nine, nine points. That's that. I hear you, but that seems pretty. Uh, that's some distance there. I mean, but right now, right now they're within that striking distance. Right now, they are within that distance. Sure. I'm just saying, look at the home schedule down the stretch, and Dallas ends with a lot of home games down the stretch. So they don't. They just have to make sure that the season doesn't fall apart, and that could very well happen in the next couple of games. I mean. You know, a couple more losses, Lucci loses the team, and it doesn't matter how many home games you have. But if they can hover where they're at right now, you know, within, like I said, below double-digit points, you know, you, you got to stay, like I said, within within nine points of the playoffs. If you can get that towards the final home stretch when they will have a lot of home games, uh, I think they got like, what, five out of seven of their, five of their last seven matches are at home. That just screams run. You know, so they don't have to. They don't have so, to miss. So patience. Patience. So I, think, yeah. I think I'm seeing that the team is building and getting better. There's some flaws that we can't fix that Ben will be happy to tell you about. But you can see where, where Lucci, Lucci has found several answers to some questions. And this match highlighted that. Paxton looks to be an answer at left wing for as long as he can stay on the field. That has been a weakness for so many years okay. since you know who left. And even though we would rather see Paxton play elsewhere, if he's your best player at that position, then and that's how you're going to get him on the field. Field, then that's where you're going to play him this season, and hopefully that leads to him going to center at some point. But 
I think you find her answer at left wing. Now we now we gotta find an answer at right wing. You know? And we have an answer at the nine, except Well, I know I what the there. the answer at right wing is and it's not starting R at the nine. Point blank. <laughs> Seventh well, yeah, start, no, seventh, no. seventh start of the year. Only four goals all yeah, year I, for the whole team. Four. <laughs> I, like I'm saying, I'm saying right now. There's now Paxton's plugging a hole, but now you got to plug another hole, and that's basically what Lucci's doing all year. You needed a right back. Now you got Justin Che. You know, we need to find uh, find uh, somebody to play play left wing. Now, we needed someone to replace Santos. It's coming along really slow. And and like I said, it, it's it's grueling. But you can see where Lucci is finding answers. Now we just got to get his team healthy. And, and once you get Matt back or, or even Martinez back, you got to be excited at the possibility that, you know, Tafari is now looking like he's, you know, the next yeah. – he looks like he, the, he looks like he's going to be our next Matt Hedges, the next draft pick that becomes a really good player for the for the team. That's what he's looking at right now. I mean, he's incredible how much he's improved going from not getting playing time to getting a start to North Texas to getting thrown to the Wolves, and the kid is thriving. And you can even say that he outplayed Brazan. He even had Brazan not allowed that goal. The guy that was bossing the backline was actually Tafari. Let's well, let's let's start there. I mean, I I, I think because I have a question I'm going to ask Ben here in a minute. But uh, so if we work away from this lineup, this was a bit of an unconventional lineup. Paxton getting the start, which is exciting, and Pepe really starting on the wing. And um, one of the questions I asked him in the post game was about his defensive work that was something he's been working on and and he said it was a little bit but he was just ready to do whatever the team and I thought he put in a pretty good shift defensively to help out Justin Shea so it was an interesting lineup a lot of question marks about it but we started the back of course we have Jimmy Marr who just signed a contract extension this past week good for him and he continues he's one of the bright spots of the season though he has been injured some but he's been steady uh, he's kept the team in games. He hasn't been able to do it all. So we feel good there. Backline, uh, Justin Che is uh, – there's a reason why he spent time at Bayern Munich. The kid is athletic. He's smart. He's growing, confident. He made he made some, you know, some rookie kinds of plays, but they worked out because of his athleticism. So, so far, he – you know – Munjoma's getting minutes with with uh, North Texas right now, right back, and he got sent off actually uh, last game. But right now, Justin Che is he's locked down the job. Uh, it was nice to have Ryan Hollingshead back on the left. Maybe not his best game, but he was good. He was fine uh, in the middle. He didn't give up any goals. <laughs> that's right. He didn't do anything stupid. And then in the middle, I think you're right. I think Brisson has been. Uh, a bit of a disappointment, I, 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 and he has been for, for Dallas. He's been fine at times. He is he in the last season. He really helped lock things down, but he's also prone to these gaffes one or two times a game that leaves the team in trouble. Uh, but he definitely brings fire, and he's he's a captain for the team. 
But Tavare has just grown with every game he's played. And so uh, if Hedges or Martinez come back, are you both of you in agreement that maybe Brisson is the one who sits? I mean, I don't know if that's what will happen, but. I think I think the minute Martinez or Hedges gets healthy, Lucci brings out the three-man back line again and gets us all worked up about it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. The, the whole, I got to get my best players out there and, you know, it's... it's I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I really don't have a problem with that necessarily as long as Hara is not on the field. That, that to me is like obviously like the most important thing. Like buy him out now. He is terrible and a drain on the rest of the team. You've got Ubreon that can play. He sucks, but he's fast, which is not just like suck across the board. You've got you've got Sealy that can play. You've got (laughs) Tomasi that can play. Like they all have something that Hara has does not have, and that's speed. They have something that defenses have to account for. You don't have so, to account for jack shit with Hara. So the answer is, you would still take Obreon over Hara any day of the week. Absolutely. Okay. Without without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think most people would. Because I'm just saying that's, that's why you know, Pepe was on the wing. Not because of Hara, but because of Obreon. Pepe's on the bench because of Hara. He's on the yeah. wing because of Obria. Yeah, right. no, no. I, I, I get that, and I think that was a horrible, horrible mistake. Bad decision, coach. Well, and I know Lucci wants to rotate these guys, so, uh, you know, the, with the game on Wednesday uh, and then a game Saturday, it's going to be interesting. Well, well, okay, well, let's shift to the midfield because I think this is the part, Ben, where I have my question for you because okay. did – with Quinone and and Edwin Cirillo, Cirillo starting, uh, maybe we loop, you know, uh, Jesus in as sort of that attacking midfielder option. But uh, we can we can quibble about that. Did this team in the midfield miss Acosta, Ben? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, they were defensively solid for most of the game. Um, set piece service was better. Um, no, they didn't miss him at all. You know, I mean, that one play at the end of the game where Abobasi scored, like, I like, I, honestly, good play. He made a good play. Bresson didn't have the horrible screw up last game. You know, that's just a, a good play. Maybe he could have done a little bit better at it, but it wasn't an egregious mistake like he made the last few games. Um, you know, they got caught up field a little bit and. Again, this would be, you know, a thing where, you know, I remember bitching during the um, course of the game why Lucci still had Har in there and Quinone sitting on a yellow card. Should have made swaps earlier. Again, bad decision, coach. Stop. I, I do agree that I have a problem with Lucci waiting till very late in the match to make some substitutions. I mean, you, you could argue that – I, he could have probably taken Paxson off earlier. As, as great as Paxson looked, it was clear that he was limping there at the end of the half. And, and, and let's face it, you, you don't want to overuse him. At the same time, I think my one takeaway from, from Paxton playing 
is that once he came off the field, the team seemed to lose all fight. They looked really great while he was on the field. And the minute he came off, it was like all bite was gone from the team. I mean, it was just you look good, and then next thing you know, Pax is not on the field, and that was that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That, that was my opinion. Is 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 he was the best guy on, on the field for Dallas, and we need to get him to be a ninety-minute player because I mean, he's a difference that. maker. He's a difference maker, but he's also plugging that that really huge hole at left wing. So now you're taking off your difference maker and you're reopening that massive hole on the left wing. So, yeah, it, it you know, he's not healthy, yeah, though. I'm with you. People are saying, how come he's not like He's not 100%. He's not. Mm-hmm. And she's basically trying to get him as many minutes as he can. Well, I, I, I was, I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to add one thing that I know Ben will not agree with, but I'm okay with Harold playing on the road because this team has collapsed on the road. They started young team, and the young team has folded, and Hara is there simply so to basically provide leadership and and basically show fight, you know. Look at the other games, how many games that were over by halftime, you know. It's young kids, once the ball, and once things start rolling south, they can collapse really fast and, and there were there, there were two, there were two of them. There was the LA Galaxy game where he did not start, and there's the Colorado Rapids game where he did start. And if he had scored in the Colorado Rapids game, it still would have been a game at halftime. But he pissed away those opportunities too. He scored in any game, okay? Let's let's put let's make that clear. But anyway, I think you got to play him though. On the road, you want your veterans and and you know. If I if I if I see if I see him more than thirty minutes this week, I'm quitting. I'm seriously, I'm done with it. Like, how much how much longer until we learn how utterly defective he is and how a big a drain he is onto the rest of his team? You know, this so, leadership you talk about, I don't see it. I see I a guy that flops around, I don't see doesn't either. hold the ball up well. He I'm hustles. Still, that's why Lucci's playing. He's looking for leadership. I'm not saying I see it. I'm just saying. You play your more, more experienced guys in, in, on the road, you know, and, and you don't want to start an all-ball kids, although we would love for them to play the kids more. But let's face it, playing the kids more also doesn't mean you're going to win either. You know, some people are saying, oh, well, we're already losing, so we might as well play the kids. No. If you play the kids entirely, then you're saying we're tanking the season. And I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. We, we, we can't I hear way. you. I hear you, but when – Packs when you start Edwin Cirillo and and the kid, you know you you're not at one point thinking like where's where's Acosta, you know, um, he just does his job. Uh, you know, we got more spark in this match from our younger players than we but did some of our veterans, and I, and I think not, that's the challenge. Let's not pretend like Edwin Cirillo was a like for like replacement. Of course not. Edwin sure. Was paired with Quinon, uh with. Uh, with our other number six back there, there was a dual number six, and he was basically the training wheels for Cerillo to make sure that he didn't, you know, fold back there. And I think Lucci is basically trying to gain confidence from these kids. 
He got it from uh, Tafari. Tafari, like I said, now Tafari looks very confident out there. Justin Che looks very confident out there. He gave Nelson a run. That didn't pan out, so Hollingshead's back back to left. Now you got Paxson out there. You get Surreal. Now, if those guys give you a couple of games like this, not just a one-off, you know, they can come back next game and both play like crap, and then we're back to square one. But if Surreal comes out next next game and plays good, then maybe he has, you know, he asked him to be, be the single uh, number six back there, which would be great. You know, and I think that's I think that's what Lucci's doing is he's giving these kids a chance to show that they deserve to be out there without somebody watching their back. Paxton has to show that he can go the full ninety minutes. Serio has to show that he can be the lone defender, uh, defensive midfielder. That's he's not there yet. I mean, I don't know why. I'm just telling you, if you see how Lucci's operating, you can see a continuing continuing to put the young players out there, give them a little bit of minutes, and then slowly give them more minutes and eventually give them a start. And then how they do with that start, then they earn another start. So how I didn't score this week, I, I would I would I think you get uh, Ben gets to be happy. I don't think Hara starts this week. I think I think Pepe starts in the middle. Hara sits and then if Hara comes off the bench and scores again, he gets what? He gets to start. That's basically the way it's going to work. Howard's got to show that he can score, and he gets to start. Well, I'm I'm with Ben that I'm 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 just ready oh. for anything but but Hara, and, and I I think he gets in the way. I don't think he has. I don't think oh, he has good. You know, we're I mean, that's not going to happen. I'm just you know, the truth is, the truth is, if Hara doesn't get sold, this 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 transfer window and it's probably not gonna happen. We're stuck with him. And Lucci's stuck hey, with him and Lucci has to figure out to use him. Our buddy Tommy is is joining us. Thanks Tommy. Uh good to see you tonight. Tommy writes that the biggest problem I've seen and again this past game defensive marking. Blame Tafari and Che for leaving Breston alone to go for a ball they didn't win. No no way anyone can say Lucci has no hand in this now. Um yeah, I mean the the goal did start from a turnover with Tafari. I think went forward to win the ball and and whiffed and and Portland pounced on that and the numbers and Bresson wasn't able to Bresson was there but wasn't able to get over enough to to stop the shot. So it was you know some defensive miscues. Yeah, he's not fast enough, and you know that's just it though. Is is if you have Matt Hedges, then that's Matt Hedges. That's back there, not Brazan. You know, that's Martinez that's back there, not Brazan. It's usually it's Brazan that's doing the crazy stuff like that. And you know, why do you? That had to have come from Lucci. Lucci probably told you know gave them instructions. They had to they had to green light to go forward and be aggressive. But do you really want your slowest guy back yeah. by himself? I mean, well, there's been well, Let's let's start. Ben, I want to hear from you on this, um, and just picking up from where Tommy left us. There is is coach is our head coach Lucha Gonzalez on the hot seat. Is is FC Dallas heading for a coaching change if the results do not improve? Uh, what do you think, Ben? What's the sense? I mean, we've seen a few coaching changes around the league already. 
Chris Armas uh, for Toronto the most with, with just some poor results. Lucci hasn't been that great either, but yet there doesn't seem to be the sense. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta just fired. And, uh, and Atlanta with a lot of drama there, but it doesn't seem like the pressure is, is on Dan Hunt and company to make a change yet. Well, uh, so <clears throat> let's compare the other two big coaching changes to, um, uh, you know, the Dallas situation, um, you know, Toronto, Atlanta, of course, they both have very high standards. Uh, they both had coaches that there were rumblings about, uh, both of their teams, star striker, um, got into it with a coach and ended up training separately. And, um, I would love Luchi Gonzalez to do that to Frank O'Hara to where he just trains separate from the team for the rest of the year. Um, Lucci, if you're listening, piss Franco off, uh, treat him like dog shit and, you know, let him, uh, let him go pout. That would be the best thing for your team right now. And I'm not even close to kidding. And All the right. counter point for that is that both, both strikers that went to work out by themselves got their managers fired. So, yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that Frank O'Hara has the same the same weight. I mean, he might. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Hunts Hunts do love him, and they did pay him a lot of money. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't think anybody has a problem with testing that theory out no. right now. My, my is take, the thing. <laughs> my take is that there is no such thing as a hot seat in Frisco. Uh, the Hunts they they're selling players. And they're making money. And Lucci, for all his flaws, is, you know, racing the value of Paxton and Cerillo and Tafari and Che. Oh, and, man. And, and these are all – and Pepe, and these are all future sales. They're making – he's making the hunts very happy. And uh, they don't want any controversy. So this is Lucci's last – Year in contract, so they'll be more than happy to just let it run out, and then, oh, you know, we decide to mutually part, friends, shake hands, gonna go get somebody else. At the end, of, you know, in the pre, in this end of the season, it's not gonna be like, uh, you know, you're fired, you're, you know, but no, no, it's not gonna be that. It's there's no hot, there's no asking for all for all the flaws that we think of Lucci. During his tenure, Dallas has sold more players and made more money, even though we're not seeing any of it. That's a different conversation. Okay, stop you right there. The, the, the Hans have sold more players and made more money off of Lucci's managerial tenure than at any other point. So sure. what what do you think they care about? By the way, somebody posted – somebody somewhere posted a, a – uh, Graphic of the seasons, all the all the uh, attendance for every season in FC Dallas history, and win or lose, the attendance never really changed. You know, doesn't really affect yeah. bad. Season. So yeah, you know, so we're, we're yeah know. right. So, What's the pressure? Yeah. So that's what that's what I get. I mean, the supporters groups, as far as I know, are are grumbling, but they've always they grumbled when the team wins. Sometimes <laughs> the problem is. is is all the fans say we're down till I die, and unfortunately, that is totally true. And the I mean, I think 
I think Lucci does have to the fact that he's missing two of his best defenders, which which is hard. It's hard for any team to overcome. Three of his best defenders. He's missing Martinez. He's missing Hedges, and he's missing Santos, who was sold out from underneath him. Sure. Well, and and definitely missing what Cannon and Reynolds brought to them. I mean, there's been a lot of turnover in this team. But on the other yeah, hand, let's, we've seen let's this not team. Forget, let's not forget he's also missing Reynolds, who was also sold. So, I mean, these are, these are not small pieces to replace, you know. But yeah. Reynolds has been, until Che came, came along, and, and has been tough to replace. Santos has been tough to replace. Well, Tommy says, uh, Tommy chimes in here again with this great point about selling players certainly doesn't help. But what is Lucci ball? What is his plan? First, it was possession then play the kids. And who knows what? Lucci has no identity as an impact on this team. Um, But how can you play Lucci ball when you keep selling his players away? I mean, let's face it. The players that were falling out are gone. You know, Cobra, everyone hated Cobra. Oh, he's a boss. And then all of a sudden, Cobra starts scoring, and he's gone. <laughs> you know? Just just when he was, yeah. you know, oh, hey, let's bring in, let's bring in, you know, Hara, and, and we don't need Cobra. Wrong! You know? <laughs> and I'm sorry. Santos, you know, I don't know. I think some people didn't like him, but I don't see why. He was he was a beast. He was good. He was fine, and yeah. Gone. <laughs> and mind you, those two guys were sold in their 30s, which – you're supposed to not be able to do, but I'm just saying, you know, every time Lucci finds, fills a hole, the hunts yank another hole somewhere else. So Lucci's trying to plug holes in a dam and, and more water spilling out elsewhere because, you know, like I said, I'm not convinced that Justin Chase isn't going to be sold. You know? Well, the, the, I, I would say my other counter thing too is I, I think – Unless Vargas and Obreon are just busts, you know, or Shun is and Shun is just a bust, but there, there's Lucci's also had this problem of getting Shun. There's another guy that should be playing instead of uh, Hara. So, so getting well, them to click, I, I, click in the bus. system. Time out of the bus. Of those three, only one's a bust, and that's Obreon, who's being played, paid to be a starter. Vargas was brought in as a project. He's getting paid like. I don't know, 200k maybe less than that. He he's a project. He just happened to look really great in preseason, got us all fired up. But he's a player that was brought in that was probably gonna need a year, so you know to get acclimated. And he's got let's face it, he's got issues outside of the team that can't be helpful to his transition here. So I don't think Vargas falls under that under that bust thing because I never saw him as a sure starter when he came. We're all happy he balled out when he showed up, but in reality, he was always a project. But, but Lucci's got to get them to work. I mean, no, I, I, agree. Think, I agree. And, and I think like the, this lineup from this last game points to the reality too, that something's not clicking, that he's not getting what he needs out of even a guy like Obreon. Uh, and that, Sean, I don't think you can label Sean a bust because he just got here. He's forced out there. He, he's clearly not ready. He doesn't know his team. And if you've seen his physique, this is a guy that's getting enough season to add some muscle. So I think he's shown another 
one of these prospects. I lump him with Vargas. He's another young guy who's going to need about a year to get physical, learn the way of MLS, and come back stronger. Actually, he's the opposite of Vargas. Vargas is too big and needs to lose some of that weight and, and get in better shape. Shows the opposite. He's too small. He needs to bulk up. And, and, you know, I'll give these guys, I'll give these guys a pass this year. I, I've always seen them as projects. I see them sure. as high end prospects who hopefully within a year will start to pan out. Well, let's, let's shift over to a couple more topics for closing out for tonight. Um, first of all, the news we've already been talking about sales. Um, Tenor Tessman is sold to Valencia. This kind of sale came a little bit out of nowhere. Um, out of nowhere, and, and Lucci loses another one of his guys. Yeah, <laughs> and, but but on the other hand, too, you know, he, he I mean, he he's he's just an intriguing prospect for teams. And so, yes, he is. But again, um, he's another one of Lucci's guys. Another guy that, I mean. Regardless of what you think of him, he was at least a key contributor. He started plenty of games. Would have been a guy you get off the bench when you need energy. Uh, you know, a rotational starter at least at a young age, and he's gone. You know, there's another Lucci guy. So I don't know that. Like I said, I don't think Lucci's in the hot seat because every time he plugs a hole, like I said, I know these guys are saying that we don't have a starter right back. Che is your starting start at right back. I don't care if he's playing out of position. He's played better than, than Munjoma. He's played better better than Holland's head. And he's averaging like three interceptions a game. Nobody else even comes close. The minute I mean he's basically doing what Cannon and Rails were doing back there. Not as good as them. He's seventeen. But he's showing flashes of that. And in all honesty, Bayern's happy to see him play right back because they're gonna, they'd rather he play in a spot where he needs the speed yeah. because they expect him to play with speed once he plays center back for them. So it's not – at 17, it's not a detriment. You know, he's playing against grown men. He's playing against better competition than he would have seen in, in the, you know, fourth division of Germany. And, yeah, he's your best right back right now, and I think he's doing a bang-up job, you know, and, and he's only he's only getting better. He's playing with more confidence. He ain't perfect, but he's cleared out playing Monjoma. And I think the world of Monjoma, I think Monjoma is going to be the starter there for us for years to come. I think he's going to be like Ryan Hollings said. He's going to be one of these guys that at some point becomes a starter for us and, and you know. Hangs out for a while. Yeah, and hangs out for a while. And let's face it, for every Testman, every McKinney, Dallas has to find guys like that that are Dallas first guys that maybe are not good enough to go become superstars, but can be solid starters at, at the MLS level. And I think Cerrillo's headed in that direction. Cerrillo's another guy that, you know. Definitely splashing some quality. Well, Ben, what do you think about Tanner Sale? And I mean, it's just a continued building for this club, right? I mean, it's and it kind of <laughs> did come out of nowhere, although, and I had it wrong. It wasn't Valencia. I, I knew that wasn't right. Venetia. Venetia. Which who I will be following this year. I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, it'll be kind of fun to see. Lucio, they're bringing in Tessman. I hear they're bringing the Canadian kid on loan. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely doubling down on uh, some North American talent. And I, I, and it's exciting. I, I'm an underdog guy. I Don't get me wrong. You know, 
I watched some Ayers Roman. I watched some Juventus. But for me, give me an underdog. Give me a recently promoted side that's going to be fighting for, you know, to stay alive and is going to basically bank on some North American kids to help them, you know, get out of there. And, you know, and I'm cheering for them because if they avoid relegation and the kids help out, that's that's more uh, – that's something that other promoters actually say, hey, those guys went to North American route and used that talent to stay afloat. Maybe we can repeat that. So yeah, <laughs> I'm all for it. I'll be cheering for them this year. I'll be watching them. Probably, sure, I'll yeah. watch some Juventus. I'll watch some Israel, but I'll be watching more Tessman and Buzio. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm to- totally jealous of, of Tessman. Somebody come 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 by me. 500% raise, Venice, no problem. We'll do it. Uh, uh, 20 years old. And, uh, <laughs> be, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that's – I'm sorry. You can't. Yeah. It's exciting for him. Yeah, he's, mean, a, it's... he's a good-looking dude, too, so he's going to get sponsors at the Wazoo. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and he has this this fun story of uh, Clemson, and he's another one of these interesting FC Dallas kind of stories that sportscasters like to talk about, Hollingshead and Tessman. And so um, what a story. I mean, he really did come kind of out of the blue for Dallas. And, uh, you know, last year was an exciting uh, time for him. And uh, you, you never know how long these kids are going to be around. And, of course, teams are going to, are going to buy while they're a little bit cheaper and still more of a project so they can be molded and shaped. Uh, but it's exciting. You know, it's an exciting thing to see. Of course, how is that money going to get shifted back into Dallas uh, expansion of signings and things? We'll have to wait and see. Wouldn't it be great if we had, you know, owners that would engage the fans and say, hey, we're doing this, look forward to that. We don't get any of that. It's like- so, so- so here's one. Here's one's for Tommy. Um, you know, with all this transfer money coming in, um, I say they buy out Hara right now. Um, who's with me? Uh, I'm I'm fine. I mean, yeah, you, you still you need a body. You need another striker up there. So maybe you just go. Yeah, but you you go get a a project. You go get a journeyman. You know, Kai Kamara is available. You I would take Kai you, Kamara in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, let him play out the rest of the season with you and bring him on leg, give him some spot starts. Why not? I don't have a problem with that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, well, know. yeah, we're, we're dealing with the hypothetical here. You know, maybe we can create maybe we can create the kind of groundswell where, you know, we, we talk to Hunts into spending some money to get rid of their, their pet. Hashtag going on with the Hunts out hashtag. <laughs> it should be it should be uh, Hans or Hara out. One of you's got to go, <laughs> and then maybe the Hans will be like, "Hmm, well, we're not going, so let's get rid of Hara." <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you know Hara find a find a yeah find a, a front office staff position for Hara. <laughs> you know. You know, I want to get back on the Lucci thing and, and to tell you that even though his contract's running out, I I don't think he gets fired. I don't think he goes. I think he's back next season. At the end of the day, Lucci's making the hunt some money. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to fire him and go bring some veteran some veteran uh, coach who's not going to play your kids and he's not going to put them on display for everyone else to see and say, oh, look at that kid, you know. He's balling out. Yeah, he's being used wrong, but wow, look at that talent. 
no, we've had that before, before Oscar, where, you know, the kids couldn't get on the field. So sure. if, if getting rid of Lucci means we don't get to see the kids play at all, I'm sorry, I don't want that. I, I, I think at the end of the day, the Hunts are going to have to weigh the negatives and the positives and go, yeah, dude, this guy's making us buku bucks. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think it's a hot seat, and I would not be shocked if Lucci gets an extension. And just throwing that out there. That's my prediction. And when people I mean, are going, there, ah, I mean, there's there's going to have to be some improvement. I mean, you know, uh, well, there is. But coaches, saying, coaches are hired to get fired, and if there's not significant improvement between now and the beginning or the end of the year, you know, like people people aren't going to. People aren't going to do it. People won't renew their season tickets. Like, that will be noticeable, and, and, I and he'll, he'll be I gone. because there's no correlation between winning and losing ballots. The attendance is always going to stay Well, but it's harder to sell that product. I mean, I think if, if the uh, Jim Curtin, I remember he um, with Philly, you know, he's been there a while, and he's, he was building, 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 and they were pretty mediocre and pretty terrible at times. And they renewed his contract, and and they finally broke through. And well, maybe there's something to be said for patience in this business, um, because injuries happen and things don't gel. But it also is incumbent upon Lucci to be clear about the kinds of players he needs and have, help the team go get those players, so that his vision can succeed. And I, and I, I think that's what we're all waiting to see. Um, he inherited a team that wasn't his. Um, and we've we've seen that's growth. My, that's my, that's my, that's okay. my. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'm not I I agree, Jose. I think there's a chance we can see Lucci. I think that that Dan Hunt and them can say, look, we had injuries, you had some sales and things that were not ideal. The timing wasn't the best. We'll give you another season to see what happens. But that, that's what I expect. I think Lucci gets a get out of jail free card for this season because let's face it, look look at all his losses that he's suffered. You know. Um, we talk about Santos, but you know he lost Reynolds. He lost his, both his number one and number two starting center backs. He's got Hara to deal with. He's got. I'm sorry, you know this feels this. This is basically they decided to rebuild the attack this year, and it hasn't worked. And I'm just, I just, I'm saying, I think they give him a pass. I give they give him get a jail free card. Maybe they give him an extension and say, okay. We gave you your get out jail free card, but now you got to produce. I mean, who knows? It's hard to tell. I, like I said, I don't think Luchi's in any trouble. And like I said, he's making them money. He's playing. He's playing the kids. We don't think he's playing them enough, but he is enough that they're getting sold. So something right on that end. All right. Well, Tommy says, uh, "Fact: FC Dallas right now is the worst it's ever been in what." 10 years. Uh, and by the way, Tommy, uh, do do check out the Dallas News article that uh, John Arnold wrote where he did interview Dan Hunt. So I don't think Dan Hunt has disappeared, but uh, but Dan has pretty much echoed his, and thanks for Ben for reminding me of that, has echoed his support of Lucci at this point, of his patience with Lucci. I mean, we'll see. That can change quickly, you know? Um, and you know, you know, who the most expensive team in MLS is. Can you answer me that? Do you guys know who the most expensive team in MLS is? Is it Cincinnati? No. It's not Cincinnati. It's like Toronto or Miami. It's Miami. 
Yeah. They have the worst record in all of MLS, and they have the most expensive team in MLS. And they so, just hired hired their coach. And the Hans will be like, "Yeah, look at those guys. Those guys are shelling bucks and not getting any results." So I'm just saying, it's money is no guarantee for victory. You need you need it all. I think Lucci just needs time. I think Lucci needs to be given a shot to build a team. Because let's face it, they, I, I keep telling you, they keep pulling the rug out from underneath. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Charlie Brown and the Hunts are fucking Lucy pulling out the football. Every time he thinks he's about to score, they, they, they yank it out from underneath him. Let's, let's shift over to our last topic of the night. Um, North Texas drops points at home. Just check in with our friends in North Texas. Let me tell you, I think from my perspective, now Vargas started one game for the team and just dominated. Um, it was clearly too much at that level. But Yeah, but on the other hand, too, I, I think this team is, is improving. They're still fun to watch. I like what Eric Quill is doing. I mean, he's immediately a name that Dan Hunt company could consider if they felt like Lucci's time was up. Although I think Quill is probably going to have his own struggles, um, but uh, it's just he, he certainly play, gets those guys playing an attacking, fun style of soccer. Defense not quite there. Some of that's talent, right? But disappointing to see them. They, they led most of the game, gave up the, the equalizer late, late, late. That and, was, by the way, a result of that BS red card on, on Munjoma, where – he basically got a second yellow and they tossed him from the game. And then Dallas, I mean, North Texas was down to 10 man for the, you know, the ridiculous, the ridiculously long eight minutes of added time, which were only supposed to be six. So, yeah, they, and I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I always thought that, that USL League One shows a little favoritism towards the independent clubs. Uh, you think, if you go back and look at some really bad calls against North Texas. And they've been against Greenville, Union Omaha, uh, the Red Wolves. It's very hard for North Texas to get not leave one of those games without without a red card or some bogus BS call going against them. And and yeah. I don't think they're even hiding that. And I think that's just another. I, I sound like a sore loser. And, and okay, good on Red Wolves for taking advantage of the situation. That's not their fault that they that they capitalized on on basically the the refs basically treating them like the home team you know that's mm-hmm. that's rough but that's what you're gonna do when you're mls new team and and that's why you know fcd loves those guys being a usl league one because that's gonna happen in mls you know so but anyway uh the looking forward to north texas i want to point out this is time of year where you'll start seeing some of the academy kids hopefully get a run out with North Texas. And that's what I'm looking forward to, you know, some Conkren, some, uh, who's, uh, who's our goalkeeper Carrera. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nico, then, Nico Carrera's brother. Yeah. Yep. And then you've got, you've got plenty, you know, how about Jesus's brother? You know, I mean, there's right. plenty of young talent, even though, even though the, the Academy disappointed with the results, there are many young talented players that I would love to see gets minutes with North Texas. And, and maybe, you know, that's who becomes, you know, that's how Justin Chair became the next, you know, homegrown. That's how uh, Nicky Hernandez got drafted. You know, they were, they played in North Texas first, you know. They got to look there. Uh, Colin Smith, you know, he got, this is about the time 
uh, about this time last year, he joined North Texas and impressed and got the homegrown deal. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to going forward is even if the team doesn't turn around, they're, they're basically a 500 team, you know, and, and don't let the standings fool you. It, it, it's a non-balanced schedule. There's like three or four teams ahead of them that have played like three or four more matches than them. So they'll even out. They'll be uh, they'll have a shot at the playoffs. They're 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 like one of three or four teams that will be battling for those last two playoff spots down the stretch. And if Quill plugs the right holes, they should be able to at least get in. Well, and at that point, I watch. Think, I think if they can get into watch. the playoffs, I think they get fully reinforced. And Dallas sends like five six guys down. So there would definitely be a team you wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a team that definitely could use a guy like Frank O'Hara. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, that would I think Ben would just watch that just to laugh at him. Really? <laughs> no, no, I think he would excel at that level. I think no. that would be that would be a good play, good place to help boost. The, I mean, playing with like a, like a lot of young players, showing that leadership, you know, to help them grow and develop. <laughs> yeah, that would just oh. make fans days. Like, Hara started for North Texas. <laughs> well, friends, let's let's leave it there. But thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks, Tommy, for all the comments and questions. Thank you, Ben and Jose. We have. Uh, Colorado on Wednesday night. Uh, FC Dallas travels to Colorado to play. Always a tough, tough away match. Um, and tough. then at, at home at LA uh, with L- home at home featuring LA playing against LA Galaxy. I don't know if Chicharito is going to be back in action. We'll see about that. Um, I'll be there. My at least getting getting to a to Frisco for a game. That'll be a lot of fun. Ho- well, hopefully it's it. FC Dallas needs a big week this week. They really need to get some some results and get something going. Um, they're running out of time. True. Ben, Jose, thank you so much. Uh, we will see you all hopefully next week. All right? All right. Peace, Peace out. out.